0: This idea of living as a marriage on mission, I think, can get overwhelming at times because you start feeling like we're inadequate, like we're not actually doing what the Great Commission, what Jesus is calling us to do, we're not actually doing it. And so we Mm -hmm. tend to pile on even more, which ironically tends to constrain (laughs) our ability to actually live on mission in the ways that we're called to.
1: Right, right. I think the Bible is really clear about what our mission is as a married couple and how it permeates into the rest of our lives. And so Mm. I'm excited to jump into that conversation today. Well, let's do it. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in.
0: Here, we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between.
1: Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage.
0: I find that being on mission is such a liberating uh, revelation right or like we said earlier it can feel like it just makes you feel inadequate like you're not
1: right it feels really it, it feels really heavy when we aren't when we have the wrong perspective or we're, ha- we're, yep. we're we're looking at images and things that we think are living on mission and therefore we pile on all these things that we need to do rather than really looking into God's word and seeing how you know he he outlines our mission and mm-hmm. how we can live out of what he's done, and we really want to connect those points today. I think, and <clears throat> excuse me.
0: Well, I, I, I want to, I guess, reinforce. What you said we see in Matthew 11, it said, "Come to me, all mm-hmm. you are weary. Uh, my burden, my yoke is easy, and my burden is light."
1: Yeah.
0: Right, and so we are called into that existence yeah. of uh, an easy yoke, a light burden, and it's because we're on mission, not by ourselves. Right. That's the thing is we're a marriage on mission, but we are commissioned. Mm-hmm. We're on mission with jesus mm-hmm. with what god is doing co being that we are together in that mission yeah. right so we're gonna talk about that today at great length and it's gonna be a good conversation hopefully we'll clear things up and hopefully uh, as we discuss it you'll start to understand um fair listener you'll start to understand how this might apply to your marriage and maybe and, take some tools away from yeah, it so where you can say, live on mission yeah with,
1: maybe you'll be inspired to kind of ask some questions to dig into the the why around your marriage <laughs> and mm. um maybe get some vision for where you guys are headed and where God is leading you. So we're going to get started with our little bit of housekeeping that we always do. Yep.
0: Thank you to you all who have left ratings and reviews. That means a ton to us and just been so encouraged by it. If you have benefited from this content, this podcast has helped you. uh, We greatly appreciate just a quick rating. Mm -hmm. You do a a star rating on iTunes or whatever platform you use. Mm -hmm. And if you have the time, a review would be great as well. Secondly, we have hit our first Patreon goal, and since we announced it, I think, last week, we've actually had another, like, 40 people sign wow. up to be patrons. That's awesome. So if you're not aware, Patreon is a website that allows listeners like you to connect with creators like us if you are passionate about what we're doing. Mm-hmm. It gives you a way to participate in our mission, which is to point couples to Christ and commission marriages for the gospel. Mm. If you've been helped by this and you want to be a part of it in a small way, uh, we would greatly appreciate it. We're more concerned with the number of patrons and not the amount of money right. because we really want to be on mission with a lot of different different folks, really, yeah. across different backgrounds, yeah. different um, everything. So, yeah, join us, patreon.com slash fierce marriage. You can find all the information you need for that. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash fierce marriage, all one word. Uh, and finally... If you have any questions throughout this, you can leave those questions by going to fiercemarriage.com/podcast. There's three ways to leave a question. You can, uh, and you'll find these all there. You can submit a form online. You can ask via voicemail or text at this number. It's nine seven one three 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 eleven twenty. So
1: awesome. Well, we're gonna just dive into this topic of marriage on mission. And we're going to start with Matthew twenty-eight eighteen, which, as most of you should be familiar with, is the Great Commission. Um, Jesus is about to ascend into heaven, and he is with some of the disciples, and he will just read it. <laughs> then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Mm-hmm. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And teach them to obey all that I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Mm. So a lot is happening here. A A lot. lot. And it's so good. It's so good. I love how Jesus first identifies himself and who he is and what authority he's been given. Mm. And then he gives us that, right? He says, therefore, since I have this, you go and make disciples. Mm. Do these things. Teach them to teach, yeah. teach everybody my commandments.
0: There's four verbs there that, that jump out at me. Mm-hmm. There's the go, mm-hmm. meaning that we have to actually get off our butts and go do something, <laughs> right? And I, and I know there's probably more, more to it. I'm not trying to oversimplify that, but that makes me feel like I need to active actively yep. do it. Yep. Uh, make disciples. Mm-hmm. So within the context of God's work on the planet, we are we are participants mm-hmm. in the discipleship process, right? And that means sharing the gospel, helping people apply the gospel in the various areas of their lives. That's what we do in the marriage space and yeah. all the various facets of marriage. We talk about uh, basically the gospel and how, it, how we can disciple ourselves and disciple you mm-hmm. and be discipled by people in our lives. Right. Uh, the third verb is baptizing them, right? Bringing them into the fold. And mm. that's that's a very beautiful picture. Obviously, b- baptism is a uh, tangible picture of a death, burial, and resurrection, mm-hmm. right? And it's, it's a sacrament in the church. So uh, taking part in that, which mm-hmm. I think puts value in in the In the local church, mm-hmm. right in that tradition, but also in in uh this mandate to uh be baptized into the same life death resurrection of Christ, right so that's right. evangelism in that sense, and then the final one is teaching them mm. teaching them to obey right so it's not it's not enough, so it's teaching to obey is the full phrase and mm-hmm. I, I love that because it's not enough just to say this is truth, mm-hmm. but we here's are called how. to say here's how this yes. truth should change your behavior yeah yep. and it's all in the light of being made a new creation, you're saved forever by Jesus, mm-hmm. but you're still being sanctified here uh, by the gospel. So the Great Commission is jam-packed, <clears throat> and, and as a marriage podcast, we're compelled <laughs> to ask the question, is how are we on mission as a marriage,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? And so I, we came up with this kind of framework that we're, we're still kind of mulling it over, but uh, a marriage on mission is this a marriage on mission fulfills the great commission in ways specific to how god designed it to flourish and function so a couple on mission does this with unity joy and gospel fueled excitement so good so flourish and function so specifically we have to think of the great commission as this overarching thing like if we if we call ourselves disciples of christ and we are in fact disciples mm-hmm. we are <clears throat> We are on mission with Jesus. Mm-hmm. We have to respond to this passage in Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen. 18. Mm-hmm. We have to respond to the Great Commission. Now within marriage, now that, that's the big picture. Now our marriage is actually has, ha, our marriage has a call on it as a married couple that fits within the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. So how do we actually live out that mission as a married couple? is very uh, contextual and depends on you as 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 a specific couple, right?
1: Right, but it in Genesis 3:28 we see how God really kind of lays out these <clears throat> these commands for us as a married couple to he said and God blessed them and God said to them be fruitful and multiply mm. fill the earth and subdue it have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on earth. So there's three sort of mandates that that God has commissioned Adam and Eve, the first married couple, um, in this context. And we can definitely draw truth from there.
0: Yeah. And that, again, the context there is they have been, they have just, um, I always lose this word, but what's, they, they just, uh, uh, they had sex.
1: <laughs> What's the word? <laughs> consummated? They'd
0: they consummated. Thank you. I think it's
1: Genesis 1 just to be <laughs> You
0: said three twenty. I know, I think, I, it's think I had Genesis
1: 3 in my head and it's 128. So okay. yeah, I'm sorry about that. I'm... No
0: worries. So Genesis 128, <laughs> they have just consummated their bond. They are now they have they are one flesh. The marital union is complete and mm-hmm. here in that context of their relationship as a couple. That's why this is important because this is a this is a humanity mandate as well. Right. But I think there's specific Application to a married couple because certainly you don't have to be married to be on mission with Christ, right? Right. But there's a specific application of these three things: bear fruit, multiply, and sub, uh, fill the earth and subdue it. So bearing fruit, let's think about that a little bit. I love that concept, especially in the in the context of the Garden of Eden, right. Which is this utopia. There's it's teeming with life. There's trees, plants, pollens in the air. <laughs> there's flowers. There's right. bees buzzing around. <laughs> animals everywhere. <clears throat> Everything is just bearing fruit. Mm-hmm. And the way I see that in that context is that everything was just being what they were designed to be. And in that, they're glorifying God uh, to the fullest extent. Mm-hmm. Right. So how can we bear fruit as a couple is that we can be a couple married and being everything we are called to be as a couple to the glory of God. So our friendship are operating in a sense of unity. Mm hmm. Right, the intimacy that we experience on every level, Mm -hmm. right, really just understanding as a couple how God has called us and to be fruitful in this particular context of marriage, and just being married really Mm -hmm. to the glory of God, right? Fight like everything, like everything's at stake because it is, right? Right. (laughs) And so, like, argue well, fight well, (laughs) uh, reconcile even better, and uh, experience incredible, tremendous uh, intimacy encourage each other, communicate with excellence, uh, steward your lives, your time, your finances, steward everything really well. And I think that is, uh, in the context of marriage, is how you can really uh, focus on being fruitful. Right. The second one is?
1: The second one here, obviously, multiply. So it's bear fruit, multiply, and subdue the earth. So multiply, in this sense that we're understanding it, is to make children and even have I think you can take it mm. as far as having spiritual children, and you know, into adoption if you're not physically able to yeah. produce children. But we are called; we are called to multiply. Well, there's a sense of to, yeah, sorry, go ahead.
0: participating in that that creative process yeah. when it comes to human life and yeah. spiritual life, yeah. right? So, uh, you know, a man and woman are made one flesh, and we come together, and by God's grace, we we uh, conceive a child. That child is born. Right. We have obviously made a. A, a human child, mm-hmm. right? That soul did not exist. Now it exists. God made that soul and that life happen, mm-hmm. but he's graciously allowed us to participate in that. Mm-hmm. The same thing happens on a spiritual level right. when we teach people about the gospel. We tell right. them the gospel and we disciple them.
1: Right. right? So there's that, sense Which of that kinda goes as well. Into our third point of filling and subduing the earth. You know, as a family and as a couple, we're trying to work in mm-hmm. unity to put our hands uh, to the work of... of Taking over, not taking over the land. It sounds so like, <laughs> well,
0: like in- I-, I like to look but- at it like this like you're infiltrating, yeah, <clears throat> the land, right? Because the at, at and- the time, yeah, in the Garden of Eden, it was go forth, uh, bear fruit, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it. Uh, there's an actual geographic location, right? And so he's saying, begin to cultivate this land and make it obedient to your work. Mm-hmm make it fruitful, make it, uh, make it work to your advantage, right? Make it help the flourishing of mankind. Mm-hmm. Right. So I like to see, see it as infiltrating the land for the flourishing of mankind. Mm-hmm. Right. So consciously being one flesh and getting to the work of being in the world, but not of it. Mm-hmm. Y'all know that passage and mm-hmm. get on the same page. And I love this thing from this verse from, uh, Colossians 323 whatever you do work heartily as for the Lord and not for men whatever you put your hand to you can be subduing that you can mm. be subduing that to the glory of God it's not a do, it is a Dominion thing but it's not a domineering thing I think right, sometimes right. we see that as like oh it's great more imperialism more like <laughs> <laughs> and that's not what we're that's not what we're advocating here I don't think right. that's what God was getting at right it's not imperialism it is in a sense where it's got it's gospel imperialism right right, right. <laughs> where we are trying to share further, this message. yeah and
1: further the kingdom of God mm-hmm. here Yeah,
0: so that's kind of, again, this is the big picture of how do we live on mission within the Great Commission and within the context of our marriage, right? Mm -hmm. Because you may um, have a ministry that is maybe not within the context of your marriage, right? So if you're, everything kind of overlaps, of course, Mm -hmm. but if you're a pastor... And you're leading a church, then that ministry is going to be partly in your marriage and partly outside of your right, marriage in right. the sense that it's not happening explicitly or, or it's not ha- happening exclusively, I mean, within the context of your marriage. Mm-hmm. Right. And obviously your marriage um, will overflow into how you minister in that sense. Right. But, so we're, that's the big picture is how we live on mission. The problem is, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a big one, <laughs> yeah. is that our, our margin is off. You've heard us talk about margin a ton yeah. on this podcast
1: which, what is margin, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> what is, I'm so glad
0: you asked. <laughs> um, well, margin, I'd say, is is extra space, right? Yeah, extra space in our space. lives. Yep. The problem is, is that it's filled in. We're, we're so jam-packed in every avenue of our lives. Uh, we have to embrace and understand this fact that we are finite beings. Mm-hmm. We have a limited scope. We have a limited amount of time. We have a limited amount of energy. And we have a limited amount of resources at our disposal. And if we allow things to fill up our limits, Right. we will hit the end of our limits and our margin will be, be completely well, gone. And,
1: yeah. In other words, I think it's really important for us to understand and appreciate and thank God that we are finite beings and that we mm-hmm. are not God. We're trying to take on godly attributes that are not ours to, to be had. Right. right. We are. We are called to live finite lives. We are called to trust him. We're called to bear fruit, to multiply, to fill and subdue mm-hmm. the earth. God is giving us things that we can do. He's not saying go be present all over the world through social media, right? right. Like he's not, he's The
0: psalmist, not, I think, or the, in Proverbs, he says, Lord, teach me to number my days that I might gain a heart yeah. of wisdom. Mm-hmm. See how there's cause and effect there. Right. When you understand that you have a limited scope and limited time on this earth. Yeah. You get a heart of wisdom. Right. Right. And so the problem is.
1: It shouldn't be a fear thing. It should be very much a liberating right. liberation thing.
0: So I, I want to actually go a little bit deeper here because we can easily just kind of float on the margin level. Maybe right. we haven't done this yet.
1: I think margins kind of the door of where we start. <laughs> yeah, the
0: problem is not that we have no margin. The problem is that our lack of margin is a symptom of something much, much more mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <Deeper>. <laughs> problematic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's skewed priorities. Yeah. And which priorities are really just an indication of what's happening in your heart. Mm. Right? So we got to ask ourselves these questions.
1: Isn't that exposing? (laughs) Like when you look at people or look at yourself and you see their priorities and it's just so quickly, you're just Mm -hmm. exposed to their desires and their heart. And it like, it, for me, as of late, it's elicited some like frustration and like bitterness in some relationships, but in other ones, it elicits so much compassion and empathy because I, you can see the struggles like they're, it's like tangible. You can almost grab them. You know, you can see why they're operating maybe out of insecurity rather than freedom in some areas, or fear and anxiety. And So d- just to, ahead. I think,
0: take take this, uh, I don't, home, <laughs> is to think. Okay, <laughs> as a parent, mm-hmm. right? Do we have all of our? I'm looking at our priorities. Do we have our kids and all these programs and doing all these activities, for what reason? Oh. Mm. Well, because we want them to have opportunities. We want them to have, be well adjusted. We want them to have um, skills as they grow. And they want, right. want them to mature in a healthy way and learn Which authority. are not, not bad they're things. They're not bad things in themselves. But we but if we jam pack their schedule and ours, right. it's going to create problems. And then you wonder, why, do I, why am I striving so hard to do this? Right. And you realize, I'm afraid that I'm going to screw my kids up. Right. I'm afraid that if I don't do this, they're not going to grow up the way they need to grow up. And they're going to miss it somehow. Right. Either they're going to go end up in a van down by the river somewhere <laughs> or they're not going to follow Jesus. Right. I mean, I, I'm i honestly really terrified of that. And right. if I'm not, if, if that our daughters will not respond to the gospel, that scares me. Mm-hmm. And so I, if I'm not careful, I mean, you and I, are, we go through this together, right. but our, we strive, we strive, strive. We do more, do more, do more because we're trying to make up we're trying to make up ground where we were never called to make up ground. Right. right. And I think having margin and perspective, gospel perspective, allows our striving to turn into stewardship.
1: Right. Right. Like we want, you know, our to be transparent. Our girls are involved in our, you know, local YMCA here. And we, <clears throat> but there's a number of reasons for why we do that. We don't just do it to like, it's not all about them. Like it really isn't. We go there to be a part of our community, to be in our community we go there because, yes, there's activities for them to do and they're young and it's fun and it's good for them to be around other kids. It's good for them to, you know, follow mm-hmm. authority and to learn that kind of stuff. But it's not all about them. It's not all about my fears of them, like, not assimilating into society or but anything. We've but been, we've been to but that spot But we've had those conversations we, and that's…
0: Where I feel like we've even overcommitted on some levels. Absolutely. And we've had to kind of have these hard conversations. So why are we trying to do so much <clears throat> yep. why are we trying to make everything happen
1: right we had to pull the reins back a bit because- and the kids are
0: running ragged because they're tired they're not getting <laughs> sleep they're going every which way and, and we're
1: so- our f- our fuses are short so we're communicating horribly mm-hmm. to each other and to them uh, so i, I just
0: want to use one more example because okay. it just helps kind of bring it home for me <laughs> sure. is because i talk to a lot of guys who work really long hours mm-hmm. and not on top of the long hours they're commuting you know, an hour each way. And right. so they end up being gone 60, 70 hours out of the week. Mm. And that ends up creating all kinds of problems. So if you ask yourself, why am I, why do I feel like I'm never spending quality time with my family? Well, I have to work. Right. Yeah, you have to work, but why do you have to work at that job right. when it's requiring so much time from, you? well, because I make the money I need to make. Well, why do you, why do you need to make that much money? Mm-hmm. Well, because we bought this house. Well, why did you buy that house right. that you can't really afford? Yep. Because I want to, I want to fit in, right? And if because if I feel you keep, like I have to, yeah.
1: If you keep asking keep, why, 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 and peel back all the layers, <clears throat> excuse me. At some level, we're gonna f- we're gonna see where we aren't really believing in mm. the sufficiency of Christ, right? Our priorities are being made out of fear. They're mm-hmm. being made out of um, maybe some control and some because we've had lack of control in some areas or missing
0: <clears throat> identity. Uh, right. A, a, for the job example, we'll carry Absolutely. that through. Is like I. Why do I get home and I feel like I've I have no patience for my wife? I have no patience for my kids. Mm-hmm. They do one thing and I'm like yelling. Right. Uh, well, why 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 is your job taking all right. of your emotional energy out of you? Well, it's important. It's an important role, an important job. Right. But if it's causing you to to suffer at home, yeah. is that of being a good steward? Right. I would argue that it's probably not. I mean, there's right. ob- there's nuance here. But I can't quit my job because it's an important job. Well, right. why is it important? Because people need me. Oh, okay, there it is. Because you feel you want to feel valued and you put mm-hmm. your identity in your job right. and not necessarily in the in the fact that Jesus already loves you. Right. Already called you enough and wants you to steward your family well. <laughs> right.
1: It's all about, you know, this cali we calibrate our lives to everything else but God's word. Right. Mm. We're so quick to to build those idols and to make our schedules, bow down to them and we're you know, we're trying to live our best life now. It was John but-
0: MacArthur he said. <laughs> John <laughs> MacArthur said if you're trying to live your best life now, that that, that means you're only going to hell. <laughs> because this is not, for the believer, this is not your best life now. Right, absolutely. Your best life is yet to come.
1: Yes. And so as Christians and as believers, we really need to take that striving and that that lack, and we need to bring it to the foot of the cross. Mm. It really, that is a place for it to die. That is a place where we need to lift our eyes to remember what Jesus did on the cross for us and wh- mm. what that means and how we can really communicate and understand and grasp and see his hmm. sufficiency in the areas that we lack. So,
0: so we looked at we looked at this idea of being on mission, what yes. that means for a believer, but also what that means for a married couple,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Fill, uh, fill the earth, multiply, and and uh, wait, what is it? Bear fruit, <laughs> multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. Yep. So that's what we're operating within that context. Mm -hmm. So, how do we actually move forward and say, okay, I get that? This
1: big problem of us. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I'm a sinner and I make these mistakes, and it's really hard for me to actually believe past and change. This is really big life change stuff, really, when you get down into it. Right. Ryan's just saying you should quit your job, right? <laughs> Ryan's saying that our kids should just be pulled out of every program. Right. You know?
1: And that's not the truth. That's, that's not what we're trying to say at no, all. The I think,
0: solution is much, more, I think it starts more subtly than that. It does start more <laughs>
1: subtly and it takes more time to evolve, I think, into in, in our lives, you know? And so part of taking those first steps is we've got to remind ourselves what, what really matters, right? Right we can build in structures that help remind us in our marriage mm-hmm. like daily what what is the most important yeah. you know and that is w- the greatest commandment was to love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind and strength and then the second is to love your neighbor as yourself mm. and we talk about how our first neighbors are our spouse and our kids and then it goes out from there and into our community
0: and into our actual neighbors actual neighbors and then the people that are in emotional <clears throat> proximity to us mm-hmm. people that are your friends with mm-hmm. so we're actually so the solution to this problem i think it's a threefold solution right and you just said the first one which right. is we need to remind ourselves what really matters yeah that's really hard to do frankly if if you don't have margin right so The days that I don't read my Bible are the days that I am doing everything. I'm not sitting on my butt all day. Like, I'm just so busy that I don't take the time or I'm too tired. (laughs) <laughs> because I stayed up too late watching Netflix, or I was scrolling through isn't it meaningless- Piper
1: Isn't it Piper that said, like, if you don't have time to read your Bible, then you don't have time to, like, eat breakfast yes, or something yes. like that? He said, if you
0: have to choose between your Bible and breakfast, choose your Bible every time.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> people are, you know, and there's this whole, like, I don't really want to read my Bible. Like, I get it. I don't always want to read my Bible, but, but Jen everything- Wilkins said <laughs> on her podcast, she's like, read your Bible until you want to read it, right? Everything
0: worth doing... It, you want to do it. that's the thing that yeah. you want to do it you just you feel w- like you can't do it for some reason yeah because you don't understand it you feel stupid or you feel like you don't get the bigger picture right and
1: there's a whole like way to read your bible like we're not we can dive into it. that should be another podcast episode yeah, i think we're doing how to study the bible as yes. a couple. yeah it'll awesome. be fun so anyways yeah building in those structures of loving God first. And, Mm. you know, we talk about priorities. We talk about concentric circles and having Jesus at the center and everything else radiating out from there. Um, And and part of that really is spending time in the word mm-hmm. and being around other Christians and having conversations with each other as, as married couple that matter that mm-hmm. are, I think Dave and Ashley Willis, they, we interviewed them their book was called the naked marriage. And it's a lot about, it's all about like transparency on some levels. And they say they have naked conversations and I love that they're not like physically naked having them <laughs> to my knowledge, but maybe that's between them. Dave
0: probably is, Dave probably <laughs> is. Just rolling her eyes.
1: <laughs> but they're having <laughs> honest conversations about things that matter and things that are Really, at the heart of what they're dealing with in their in their marriage during that time, um, this, yeah, so the second part of this, uh, which is kind of a bigger chunk of the, of the solution that we've kind of God sort of impressed upon us, is to make wise choices. You know, we we talked about our finality in the Psalm ninety twelve of like yeah. teach me to number my days so that I may gain a heart mm. of wisdom. Um, we want again our finality our is it finality? Finitude, that, I think. Finitude. Limits. <laughs> Our limits as human yeah. beings is is a gift and it shouldn't be, it shouldn't, we shouldn't want more, yeah. right? Like, and that's a hard thing to say. So this is we, a,
0: sorry, I'm, I'm interjecting because I want to make this point. Okay. The solution is sequential for a purpose, right. for, for a reason, right. right? We have to remind ourselves what matters. Mm-hmm. Meaning that you're coming to the second part right. of making wise choices with this idea of what really matters in mind. Mm-hmm. And so you can have priorities that are based on uh what on matters? Jesus <laughs> based on the gospel, yes, and this we would argue is where your margin actually comes from, right so uh, on the job instance, you remind yourself, God is my provider, i 'm not my provider, he is, I can make." If I do that, I can make a more wise choice about my vocation. Right,
1: and I think the authority sort of changes there. Right, yes. you're not submitting to the job; the job is submitting to you, and Because submit- you're submitting to Christ, right? Right. And you are
0: you are subduing the earth, and there's a proper sense.
1: order of priorities that begins to, mm. to shape once we get the re- the first things first, sort of so to speak. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and children. So this example, livelihood is based. Our livelihood is based on Christ and them getting called mm-hmm. by Him. Mm-hmm. So if we we again. Christ is in the authority. I'm not. It's mm-hmm. not up to me. Right. I think we take too much of the blame and too much of the pressure. Right. For our kids. Well, we try, yeah. Yeah. And how yeah. they turn out. And granted, we have to steward them, but mm-hmm. it's not striving. It's stewardship. So what do we do then? We make wise choices about stewarding them. We don't jam pack their schedule with right. just amusement after amusement after amusement. Right. Activity after activity. But we let them kind of
1: create their own margin and have their own space to understand God's word. We teach them the things of God. We have conversations. We spend time with them. We get to know them. We're Mm -hmm. not just like facilitators and, you know, waiters and waitresses feeding them and like getting them places, but we're actually spending time with them, getting Mm -hmm. to know them. And I think I'm home with our kids a lot and I still miss it. Like I still miss knowing them, right? You'll say things like she's so like this or she really likes to do that. I'm like, You're right. Like I I get lost (laughs) in the weeds, you know, that I, Yeah. and so to spend, not saying that you need to spend all this time with them, but just asking God to help you see them and to Mm. know them because when we know them, then we can love them well. And I mean, the same goes for your spouse, right? We can, we, when we're only operating on the surface level, there's not enough time for love to like mature. And for, you know, I always think of it as like camping. When we go camping, there's not much going on, but there's enough time to sit around the campfire and just spend time together and talk about nothing. And then, when the trip's over, you're just you walk away so connected. I feel like to the people that you are with,
0: right? Because your phones are out of the picture, right? You don't have a TV just to sit for hours and hours in front right, of, right? The, and guilty raising my hand yeah. here, right? It's so easy just to zone out and veg mm-hmm. out, and but that's not a heart of wisdom, And right? s- Why that's do not, we? Well, that's not realizing that my time is so limited, right? From day to day, from hour to hour, but also in my entire life, God right. has given me a heart of wisdom in that. Now, if I act in wisdom by His grace. Mm-hmm. You can make those decisions and then have more margin in your life to right. actually see your spouse right. and not just notice that, not just be in the same room, but actually see, perceive them right. as a person, as a being and interact with them as a person. Right. Um, and yeah. so
1: having margin kind of in, in our marriage and when we break it down into those things that we're sort of limited in, right, our time, our energy and emotions and our our finances, You know, we we talk about a job, right? And we talk about Mm. our schedules. So, if we, as a couple, look at your schedule, does it feel full? Does it seem very full? Do you feel like you are constantly running from one thing to the next, where there's no real time to let conversations happen, let life breathe?
0: Yeah.
1: Are you living super distracted? Are you on your phone a ton? Because I don't know. When I'm on my phone a ton, I feel like oh, there's all these things I need to get Mm -hmm. done. But yet, I somehow block out the hour that I just spent on my phone. Right. Like
0: (laughs) (laughs) somehow you made that happen.
1: (laughs) Somehow you made that happen. Exactly. I love
0: when we look at our, our family schedule for Mm -hmm. the week and we have open nights,
1: right? We started to implement our days. Like I, we were just tired of this, like, because we were cycle. filling every night. Yeah, it was we were like filling every night easily. And we still activities. could twice over. Yeah. And not to say we're popular by any means. We're just saying that there's always something to fill it with, right? So we were looking at our schedule for me as a mom and teaching our kids Mondays and Fridays I sort of need to have that space without anything really planned I need those evenings free I just need to know that we can have some free space in there to call up somebody Mm -hmm. last minute and do playdates or do whatever spend time together as a family Tuesdays and Thursdays have kind of become the nights that our home is open to other people where mm. we want to bring in people from our community, our neighbors, we want to even bring in, you know, our close friends that are um, maybe going through some hard times. Those are the days that we offer up as, like, "Hey, you want to come over and have for dinner? Have dinner." It's kind of have our discipleship
0: dinner. time. if yes. we're going to have someone, a couple over to disciple them and, and go through hard stuff, or even just life stuff with them. Right. It's intentional relationships. Absolutely. I think is the theme yep. on those two nights. Yep. And then our Friday nights are well, kind of our... they're
1: family nights, but Wednesdays yeah. are our community group. So that's, those are, yeah. we've kind of got the big stones in there of like, you know, Wednesday's community group. We definitely, that is a priority to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mondays and Fridays, I'd like to keep those somewhat sacred in terms mm-hmm. of like family time. Um, and then Tuesdays and Thursdays are kind of our, hey, do you want to have people over these? And we both know that so that when we're off in our own worlds, it, you know, inviting people over, we can know that we're not going yeah. to encroach on each other's time and schedules. Encroach. Encroach. <laughs> encroach. I say funny words you sometimes. Do. I love it.
0: I love it. Selena words. I, I
1: think I twerked my neck. You Is that what I said? You twerked your neck once. That was the <laughs> wildest
0: <laughs> acrobatic thing you've ever done. So I actually ran into my uncle at a Starbucks just yes, two days ago, and he said, hey, I'd love to get together and you know have you guys over for dinner, or we come over to your place, And I just said, hey, Tuesdays and Thursdays, those are the nights that we do that. And so just let's get in touch. And so he's already starting to look at his calendar. That's awesome. Um, A lot of times if those days are open... Right. It's really cool because we have margin then. Right. And I'll say, Hey, I'll grab Della, our oldest, and say, Let's go grab let ice cream. We'll have yeah. a little daddy daughter date. Yeah. And those things wouldn't happen if, if we didn't we're know just so jammed all yep. the time.
1: Yeah. And I honestly think the jam schedules can just get really draining to be honest, because mm-hmm. you know what's happening all the time. There's no like spontaneity. Mm. So, anyways, I think we are beating a dead horse here. But I think people get it. But yes. just
0: I wanna I wanna put this in a larger context. Remember, yep. we're talking through the solution of mm-hmm. this living on mission. Talk about reminding ourselves what matters. Now, this is the part where we're talking about making wise choices. Mm-hmm. Margin is one of the most tangible ways we can make Wisest wise choices. Wisest choices you can make. <laughs> and so parts those three parts of margin that we're talking about within that subject, subpoint of that subpoint. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Going deep, people. Part
0: two of part three. <laughs> um, it, or it's time. That's the first one. Now we're talking about energy and uh, kind of the emotional side of things. Mm-hmm. Because I, you made a good point. Energy is kind of two things. There's physical and mental energy. Yeah. And mental energy is your emotions. Right.
1: Right. And if you're an introvert versus an extrovert, there's a whole nother like plane level there. Right. So you don't have a lot of capacity or you may not want to uh, spend your your Mm -hmm. time with other people. (laughs) (laughs) I love
0: this verse that, Selena, you you brought this up when we were talking through this. Is Philippians 2, verses 3 through Mm 5-ish. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also the interests of others. Now, this is really tricky because if we, we have a really good, we're really good at twisting things as humans. And we could say, oh, I'm volunteering at my church because... I am there more. I'm counting them as more significant than myself, and I am looking to their interest and not my own. Right, so I'm going to spend all this time volunteering in my church, doing really good activities. Mm. And what happens is that if you're not careful, and the ministry is insatiable. It's a it's a beast that will keep eating and eating and eating. Mm-hmm. You can never satisfy its appetite, mm-hmm. and it'll soak up all the extra time in your life. And pretty soon, your wife is resentful, your mm-hmm. kids are resentful toward the ministry. Your your connection is not. Is not genuine, mm. or um, it's it's a poor connection with your own family, right? And so, the thing with this verse is that you are not counting them more significant than yourselves. What's problem? The thing is that your thing that you're staking your identity on is you want to feel useful, right. and you want to feel like you're important in that role, and you're not trusting Jesus to actually, like minister to his own body of Mm -hmm. his own body Mm -hmm. right and that you're you're putting too much weight in your role there right and it's actually an unhealthy thing so
1: well another aspect of the whole energy and emotions you know and 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 where are we spending our time um is are there selfish things that we are trying to pursue that god has just said this is not the season for it you know mm. for me personally i loved riding horses owned horses before we had kids still love to get on the back of a horse you know anytime i can't a safe horse Mm. i don't ride crazy things i'm too old for that but (laughs) that was something that kind of had to be rooted out for a season and i'm still Mm. kind of in that season you know i get the question a lot of, what are you going to buy a horse again? What are you getting? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> because we're just, we're not in the season of owning horses. And I don't feel like I could steward that oh, very well. <laughs> well, the <laughs> season me, is not going to be me. long, but
0: no. No. Yeah, no, if you own
1: horses, that's fine. No, <laughs> really to, it's not. It's, but... a, it's something that I enjoy and we could enjoy as a family someday. But mm-hmm. right now, that's just not where we're at. And I recognize that. We recognize that. It's not a point of contention. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a gift to go with friends and ride horses, but it's not... They are all. They can be such a time suck and all encompassing, and I'm not ready to fight that right. battle right now.
0: So, I've so, also had to put my passion for interpretive dance on the back burner.
1: <laughs> oh, why are you laughing? Thank God. <laughs> I was. I was a gifted dancer. <laughs> the longer the ribbons, the better. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, you know, there's hobbies and things that can, yeah, begin to stem up and and take our energy, our time, our yeah. emotions. <clears throat> And we have to remember kind of that order of hmm. who, what, who God's called us to minister, I wanna, where we're supposed to spend the time.
0: I in. don't want to forget the... the- The um, function of community. So in the Mm -hmm. top one, reminding ourselves what matters in in this. Mm. So Christ-centered community. They're the ones that will help you kind of identify this stuff. We had somebody uh, in our group that was just talking about how, you know, he had something that he wanted to buy Mm -hmm. and he was going to kind of overextend himself to do an extra side thing to buy the thing that he wanted. And his wife lovingly came alongside Mm -hmm. him and he was able to bring that to us and kind of celebrate that aspect of their marriage and how she kind of gospeled him. She in really that shepherded sense. his
1: heart and he made yeah. the decision not to go forth with it. And they, mm-hmm. they will be the first to tell you that they have had those conversations many times in the past and it's not ended yeah. that way. But and, God has
0: been so good in, and in He's sanctifying recognizing them. And, and
1: yes, both of them. It's so good to see. And I think that's why it's so important for us to be in community mm-hmm. and to be having margin and yeah. making them a priority and having that time to be able mm. to share what God is doing
0: yeah yeah okay so let's move along here we run out of time here finance is the last margin point Mm -hmm. now this is pretty we've talked about this a lot already but Mm -hmm. we are stewards of what God has given us the and we don't own it. That's, I think, the foundational right. starting point for finances in that it ha- I had this revelation sitting out on our deck in California. I was beating my head against the wall, not literally, but em- emotionally.
1: Almost, almost. <laughs> I'm
0: working my tail off. God, why are we living from paycheck to paycheck? Our rent is due tomorrow. We have $50 in our account. Mm-hmm. Why, why can't I figure this out? And he just so lovingly inst- put it in my heart and said, you are not your provider. I am. Mm. And it was like my decrepit fingers, like (laughs) unshriveled from around (laughs) our money and around our lives. And um, God has just been so gracious in giving me joy and freedom in that area. And so a lot of times if we don't experience joy and freedom in this area, Mm -hmm. we tend to get ourselves overextended.
1: Right. Well, we spend without purpose. We spend because we think we have an abundance thanks to credit cards. You know, we're, we're, we're not considering what our decisions that we're making today, Mm -hmm. how they're going to affect tomorrow, Mm -hmm. you know, things like our future budget and current budget.
0: Yeah. So we have a lot to say on this. We do have a whole episode. We have a few episodes on stewardship. Right. Um, look at those in our, in the podcast, but the, the big picture is living beneath your means, Mm -hmm. the glory of God, giving sacrificially, Mm -hmm. um, living by a budget. Now we are very bad budgeters. And so we've we have to build margin in because mm-hmm. I think that's part of our budget is that margin because right. I mean just this month we had like five hundred dollars to fix our car and we didn't plan on that. Right. Margin helped that. Right. Um. But uh, so there's a lot of there's a lot going on there. But the key is realizing that you are not your provider. God is. We're stewards over everything that's already His. Yes. He's put it in our care. Right. And that takes the striving away and turns it into stewardship. Yes. Okay. So with all that kind of solution in place, <laughs> rather and the the, the I mean. The two parts of the solution is to remind yourself what matters, make wise choices in all those areas of margin, um, and then create a a plan or a vision to move forward with. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a there's a podcast episode called Family Vision. I think we're gonna do another one soon, mm-hmm. specifically on family vision because we believe in this so much. Mm-hmm. But family vision is basically if you're not aware, it's uh, it's just it's a statement that says here's what we actually care about, mm-hmm. here's who we are. And here's what we envision for our future culture of our family. Mm -hmm. So your mission statement for us is to know God and make him known. Mm -hmm. Super simple. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who we are, core values, things like we care about community. Mm -hmm. We care about stewardship. We care about adventure, which you might think that's bizarre. But really what we mean by adventure is um, for us, it's profound. And I'm just going to read it. Um, Do
1: things that aren't easy and they require work and risk. So it's kind of it's not just yeah. that aren't easy. Did I say things that are easy? No, you do said things aren't. that are yeah. not easy. Um because I think we just can tend to fall into do what's easy and simple mm-hmm. and gets a fast return, but there's so much right. joy and richness to be experienced I think when we are right. and doing every, things. Every time that we've take done time. something
0: hard, it's been super rewarding. Absolutely. Um and so I think we've tried, we remind ourselves that we actually care about doing those things and so we need to live in that way. Right. So in all these things this, this is about going deeper into the good things of God mm-hmm. rather than wider and shallower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, that's the thing that I want to really remind readers listeners of. And this also is super liberating to me is live slower, mm-hmm. smaller, deeper lives, mm. slower, smaller, deeper lives, have fewer meaningful relationships. And I think we're just in this period of history where there's just so much opulence and abundance on every level there's information there's food in the west at least there's mm-hmm. food information uh there's there's debt to be had there's mm-hmm. things to be had and so like con- con, uh really um contracting all that down into something mm. smaller deeper mm-hmm. slower Um, It goes against the grain of culture, for sure. But I think that's how we get to a place of living on mission.
1: Right. And just to give you kind of a a visual for what a family vision statement looks like, we have – ours is maybe like a page and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, It has, you know, Frederick family vision statement at the top. And in bold letters, we have mission and to know God and make him known. And we have this kind of ultimate goal or this – peace that we have is you know we want our lives to be rung out for the gospel and right. we want god to say well done good and faithful servant and that comes from acts twenty twenty four. so we you know right. we're really trying to live out this on every level and so and the core values i like how you say them. they're not they're not like things that we aspire to be right
0: right they're who you are intrinsically right so they're meaning. not meaning that so what you actually care about as people how god has wired you as a family mm-hmm. so adventure is one of those um family is one of those for us is that we actually really care about our community family in that our spiritual family and mm-hmm. our actual family, uh, or um, uh, what's the word? Uh, that, anyway, people that we actually are related to blood wise,
1: <laughs> not articulate. <laughs> Biological family. Sure.
0: That's the, that's the <laughs> word. Um, uh, so we make each other a priority. And so <laughs>
1: one of these is kind of funny, but it's, you say n- gospel influence slash saltiness. Whenever I see his saltiness, I'm like, you want us to be like pirates I just think just, of like, you. about selena's special sauce, salty and sweet. Oh, what a treat. <laughs> no, but saltiness, like do yeah. not lose your salt, like be salt and light and don't lose your saltiness. Right. That's yeah. the whole verse.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and just- to be, be, uh, be people that are actually, um, right, actually moving the needle in terms of the gospel in our own small way. Yeah. Not, not being delusional in the sense that it's up to us to save them, but just, we are doing our small part because it's stewardship.
1: Right. So we have the mission, the core values, which has a few, like, Mm. you know, a few things we don't, we don't make it big. It's not like 20 points. It's like five or six maybe. And then we have a vision, you know, for our family and we envision, you know, a missional family who gives to others from the overflow Mm. in our hearts and lives through hospitality, missions and finances. We couldn't do that early on in our marriage because we didn't have any margin in our budget and we always wanted to and so we asked we just searched and tried to figure out basically how do we do this. And mm. one tool that you came across, what was the one just financially the Capital? Capital real quick. Yeah. It's like QAP, right?
0: Yeah, you can go to fiercemarriage.com slash capital. Replace the C with a Q. Yeah.
1: Um, it's and- just a really neat tool because it takes all yeah. the it takes the extra You can set it to round up or round down, not round down, round up from every like dollar you spend, right? If you spend somewhere at 528 and you want to round up to the next dollar, it'll take that extra 72 cents. Yes. (laughs) Good job. Thanks. (laughs) And it'll put it in in your savings account. And so, and that's not the only way, but just, you know, we're living beneath our means. We're not maxing out credit cards to Mm -hmm. where we have to kind of, our money is already spoken for us. Like we are able to sort of be... Uh, stewards of it, and not have it uh, mm. be an enslaving thing to us.
0: So this, actually, this envision part is my favorite part because it's it to me is like casting a vision to yourself mm-hmm. for years down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite one is one of my favorite envision statements is this: is we envision a cultured family where each of our children understands that the world is a big place in need of a big God and transformation through the gospel. So one of the we went took our kids to a um, like pump it up
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> thing last weekend yeah. on Friday night yeah or Saturday night I they can't remember some, which they one. had some
1: good naps so they needed to blow some energy and it was cold and wet outside so yeah so <laughs> and it's it was like dark
0: this <laughs> indoor bouncy castle thing yeah and there's all these different huge things and it was the we were by far the minority yeah I I should, I I should say I was you were because you're, you're I'm still Brown. brown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're Brown. I'm, I'm white. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was just really cool to see our, our daughters playing with people of all sorts of ethnicities, all sorts of backgrounds. And, um, that's good for them to see that the world is a very big place with lots of diversity in it. Mm-hmm. And that's glorifying to God to see, um,
1: we're just to, all image bears. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and we need to be seen that way.
0: And I could go on and on on these envision statements, but, um,
1: yeah, and you can break those out into other things too. You know, some of the subvisions, I guess you could say, we have are like for our house and for maybe our careers, and you can break that out as much as you want. But I think the core thing is that you have a mission statement, you have some core values in there, mm-hmm. you know, that describe who you guys are, um, and then there's vision for your family of like where you f- you want to be and where you want you see you want to see God right. um, growing you into.
0: Yeah, that's good. So if you want this resource, we're going to make it available to you. Go mm-hmm. to Fiercemarriage.com slash vision. And it's just a download of our, this family vision worksheet that mm-hmm. we've created. It's a one page document, print it out, make it your own, uh, revisit it mm-hmm. often. we we, we revisit ours at every major life milestone, but also yeah. at the beginning of every year. And I often visit it throughout the quarter, um, each quarter, um, just because I'm that kind of guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh that that'll be available to you, dot slash vision. So
1: Yeah, and I think that'd yeah. be our couple's conversation challenge was print this off and start start praying about it, start working through it. I think it'd be we think it'd be very beneficial for you. It's 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 filtered out some of I felt like we had a thousand decisions to make at some point at one point in our lives. And that's where this whole family vision came from. And and once that was in place, it eliminated probably Seventy percent of the decisions, because they were already made. We were like, "Well, these don't matter anymore because this is where we're going. This is what we're doing. This is what God has clearly outlined for us." And, and it puts
0: you in context. Absolutely. I think the the reason for one of the main reasons for your heart change in the area of horses was because we realized this is the vision that we're going for. Mm-hmm. Right now, you had already kind of made that switch in your own heart, but I think this solidified that decision. Mm-hmm. It also it gives us
1: gives us joy and a sense of assurance and security and peace because we Mm -hmm. know where we're going and we're on this journey Mm -hmm. and we can see kind of the road ahead a little bit instead of just jumping from path to path to path trying to figure out what we're doing.
0: And getting every little gap in our lives filled in by things that are just wanting our attention so they can sell us stuff (laughs) like apps and websites and shows and commercials (laughs) and and everything, right? Yes. So we have to be very intentional in that. Yeah. So hey, that's uh,
1: a that, yeah. Print that family vision statement off. Talk about it. If you guys have any questions again from this podcast episode or from I don't know just anything you've read, please feel free to ask. And you can do that one of three ways. You said go to fiercemarriage.com dot com slash podcast and you can fill out a form. You can write it or you know text, text it. it or leave a voicemail at nine seven one three 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 eleven twenty. Perfect. Yeah. I'm trying to get better at that.
0: Yeah. Good job. Also. <laughs> Patreon, you guys, we are so excited. We've been giving away books. Mm -hmm. Um, We give away a pair of prayer books to the next, I think we have, I'm going to say 60, 50 or 60. Mm. Um, The next 50 or 60 patrons at the $5 or more level we'll get a coupon to get free books off our website and we'll mail those to you. Um, and again, that's a limited time thing, but we've been so encouraged by it. And if you want to be a part of what's happening, the reason why we do Patreon is it helps keep this podcast ad free. Yeah. It also lets you partner with us Mm -hmm. and it's just been such a joy to interact with the hundred plus people in there. Actually was on the phone yesterday with a guy, Jeff, Jeff, if you're listening to this, Hey man, so awesome talking to you yesterday. Um, but he, he's all the way over in Alabama Wow, And he's just serving couples, and so good. he. we talked about how the gospel is moving in the lives of marriages. Anyway, it was just incredible, and it was because of a Patreon connection. So cool. So it's patreon.com slash fierce marriage. Uh, anyway, I think that's a show.
1: Yeah, we've got uh, interviews releasing every other Thursday morning. Is mm-hmm. that this Thursday?
0: Uh, it'll be this Thursday, yep. I, I think this Thursday is going to be... Oh, it's going to be Mike and Kim Anderson. We're going oh, to be talking about blended, blended families. families. They are amazing people. Yeah. And it's going to be an incredible topic.
1: Definitely. We also had Jackie,
0: listen. Jackie, Preston and Jackie Hill Perry. Yep. They're coming up. We interviewed them this week. We're going to have Jefferson and oh. Alyssa Bethke. Oh, man. Adam Griffin was a pastor at the Village Church. Mm. He's going to talk about um, a really touchy subject. It's a, abortion and also, um, and also uh, contraceptives. mm contraceptives. Yeah, so we got a lot coming down the pipeline, yes. so keep make sure you subscribe. and All if, thanks
1: to Patreon. Yep, all <laughs> thanks to Patreon. Yeah,
0: um, Again, thank you for subscribing. If you haven't subscribed, go ahead and hit that button. Leave a review if you feel compelled mm-hmm. and a rating as well. Um, but I'm going to pray, or do you want to pray? Go for it. Okay. Lord, thank you for the gift of wisdom around these areas. I pray that we are actually um, communicating wisdom here today. I pray that you'd help us to live out uh, wisdom that's found in your word when it comes to these areas of priorities and margin in our lives. Father, I pray that you'd make us marriages on mission, mm-hmm. co-mission with you, Jesus, as our, as our savior, as our Lord, and as our leader in every mission that we can be a part of. And the most important mission, which is to make disciples, um, and baptizing them in your name. So father, I pray that you would just stir that in our hearts, um, solidify it in how we live out our lives in both our time, our energy, and our resources, In all those three, I should say. And I just thank you for your grace in letting us have this conversation today and even be aware of this mission that you've given us and be convicted to be on mission with you. Pray for these couples that you would bless their marriage for your glory and for their good. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this episode is... In the can. All right, we will see you in about seven days. And until then, stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.